Alright, gotta get loose. Gotta stretch out the podcast muscles. Oh, my, hang on. Oh, gross. That's what the people uh, want to hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't yeah. even very loud or impressive. <laughs> like, I've just been doing that all day because I didn't work. <laughs> very nicely cracked out. I'm all cracked yeah, out, all you cracked guys. Out. Yeah. <laughs> I stayed home and got all cracked out. That's the worst. I got, I got to feel like I've, I've done something today, so I'm going to crack my knuckles. <laughs> It's you know when you know when uh, Chris hasn't been working because when he walks around the house you just hear <laughs> do do um is that considered work on like Shabbat um, if you're cracking your knuckles are you like breaking the Sabbath I think as long as I don't I don't carry anything or uh, you know um, what I call well no I don't never mind as I say I'm gonna call bullshit on that. Because of cell phones, but they probably lock those away somewhere too. Mm-hmm. In the Shabbat cave. Yeah. With the Shabbat mobile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Everyone, welcome back. Welcome back, back to Fixers Inc., where we make problems. Go away. Thank you. I was just going to leave it hanging and see how long it took. Oh, what are you talking about? Get out of here. Oh, sorry. Walk on the table. <laughs> um, the world has a lot of problems, and we've taken it upon ourselves to do what we can to take credit for fixing them. Take yep. credit for yeah. Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> the, the thing that happened in your in your day today that was really good that was all us. Yeah, we did that. Yep, and you're, you're welcome. welcome. Now go away. Why don't we go around the table here? Give give the lovely people our actual names mm-hmm. and and a little bit about yourself. Okay, just get it, getting to know you. Let's start with you, Ray. Getting to feel free and easy. Andy Z, that's you. And fuck off. Um, my name is Ben McOwen, and I am the first one. Uh, my name is Flashy Fred O'Houlihan, and uh, I'm the second one. Thank you, Chris. Dave? <laughs> <laughs> well, you just said it, so now I don't have to. All right. Great. Thank you. Sven? Yeah. I was going to say dicks aplenty. <laughs> <laughs> it's the male opposite of pussy galore. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now where, where there's a movie series that we need actually is just gender swapped uh, 007. 007. Yeah. I think they've been trying, but really <laughs> doing a really, really bad job of it. What would be the names of some Bond boys? Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> well, we've got some, we've got a, there's, there's got a, there's gold mm-hmm. here, my friends. Dicks of Plenty. Dicks of Plenty was a good one. Pretty mm-hmm. solid start. Um,. I gotta be I honest. Mean, I don't know the name of any Bond girls except for Pussy Galore. Really, yeah. I don't either yeah. because I don't really give a shit. There was uh, add Strawberry... it to the hit list. <laughs> Get rid of James Bond. Get rid of James Bond. I think that um, I think millennials could do it if everyone else God, has if failed. A- if anybody can kill Bond, it's, it's millennials. millennials. Yeah, yeah. People. The first time someone called me a millennial, mm-hmm. I got my hopes up and I thought that I had like a rare gene that would let me live a thousand years. The first time I heard it, I thought about that, uh, oh god, what the hell is his name? The guy that played Bishop in Aliens in that TV show he had called Millennium, and thought it maybe had something to do with that, but no. And you guys don't get that reference, do you? I, I know the guy, but I don't I yeah. don't know his name. Yeah, I don't either. Fla- not, flashy Fred O'Hulahan. Yep, there you go. You got it. <laughs> I thought that was your name. I lend it up. Okay. It's a licensing agreement. Well, I thought that a millennial was a special kind of foil that you could put around food to keep it safe. Mm. Mm. Millennium foil. Yeah, that's it. The millennium foil. Yeah. You guys want to wanna roll here? Yeah, dude. All right. We uh, have a 20-sided die that we use because there are, quite frankly, a lot of problems in the world. and we hey, need, At least 20 of them. Right, we need some help choosing what to... What to direct our attention to. So here we go. That's a number nine. 
Number nine is give me something to think. Hmm. Uh, this is a segment in which we aren't so much fixing a problem as um, analyzing popular music lyrics to find the pearls of wisdom hidden within. Hmm. Hmm. You got a song for us? I've got a few. Um, Cotton Eye Joe. All right. <laughs> it means you're eating at Joe's Crab Shack and yeah. you've made a mistake. You've, yep. I mean, there isn't a whole lot to that. If is it there? hadn't been for Cotton, well, don't judge it until you've heard it. Okay. When well, that When that song is playing, I mean, it's flying by. You know, there's just so much information. I don't know that you can absorb it all. Probably not. Not while I'm eating Boom Boom Shrimp. Right. <laughs> if it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe, I'd been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Oh, and, and then it just repeats that. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> the entire song. Oh, here you go. Here's the Oh, there's a verse. <laughs> he really. came to town like a midwinter storm. He rode through the fields so handsome and strong. His eyes were his tools, and his smile was his gun, but all he had come for was having some fun. So this uh, this swarthy rambler came through and stole your girlfriend. Yeah, that's uh, kind of what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, what I'm confused about is the cotton eye part. Yeah. Apparently he was very good looking, but also like cataracts. Ca- good looking, but he couldn't look so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, maybe the obvious, his eyes were made of cotton. Yeah, you know what? Mm. I've never actually thought about what the fuck that means. Maybe he's like a literal doll. Where did you come from? (laughs) Where did you go? Oh, God. God. (laughs) It's haunted. It's somewhere in the house. Uh, So this 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 is a person mourning over the body of their lover. Right. Like... It That's what I always got for... from that upbeat yeah. banjo music. If it hadn't have been for Cotton Eye Joe, I'd have been married a long time ago. Where did he come from? Where did he go? His... Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? <laughs> kind of a kind of a minor key take on the whole thing. It's a yeah. little little more somber. Yeah, that it's way. like it, it it's uh, Edgar Allan Poe's Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> Cotton Eye Poe. (laughs) Okay, his eyes were his tools, and his smile was his gun. All right, so now I'm imagining that he has, like, surgical implements coming out Mm -hmm. of his eye socket. So he's a terrifying beast. Yeah. I um, may have found some possible, like, explanations for the term Cotton Eye. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, um, this is from some other dude on another website that I just decided, hey, I need to know what cotton-eyed means. So the first one is to be doe-eyed due to being in love. Maybe. It kind of fits. The next one is to be drunk on moonshine. Oh. What was the first one? So your eyes are puffy like cotton? doe-eyed. Due to being in love. Well, here's the third one. To have milky white eyes due to blindness caused by drinking wood alcohol or bacterial infections of uh, trachoma, syphilis, cataracts, or glaucoma. Cataracts. Uh, to have a condition known as petergium. I think I'm saying that right. A reddish white carneal overgrowth. Ooh. Ew. Man, this guy is a lady killer. Yeah, but here's the last one. Or it could just be descriptive of a black person whose eyes are either light blue or have very bright whites contrasting with very dark skin. Hmm. Yeah, that last one's just racist. That one is really racist, yeah. That does Mm. sound dreamy, though. Mm. (laughs) All right. I've got another little nugget here. Um, He brought disaster wherever he went. The hearts of the girls was to hell broken scent. They all ran away so nobody would know and left only men because of Cotton Eye Joe. So he's like a Pied he's Piper like a, situation. Yeah, where he steals yeah. all the women, has sex with them, and, and then kills them. And then takes them to hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or at least takes Maybe their this, hearts to hell, yeah. cutting them out of their bodies with his weird eyeballs. Yeah. 
Maybe this dude his, is just his, a demon that's tempting women into sex, and then they are doomed to hell forever. Like an incubus. Yeah, that kind of a deal. Hmm. Yeah, that kind of makes the guy that, singing the song sound like a piece of shit. Well, I mean, did you have any like, like predilection towards him not being a piece of shit? The guy singing it? Yeah. I mean, Cotton Eye Joe seems like an asshole. Yeah, he seems but, like an asshole, but then they wrote this song. Right. The Well... <laughs> yeah but the 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 narrative voice here is like he's complaining that he's not married and he's, he's not married because all of because the of women all... in his town are in were killed hell. yeah <laughs> I, maybe he should be grateful because they were all whores that went off with cotton eye joe <laughs> it sounds like they didn't have a choice though that like, does it sounds see, like yeah. they were magically I... compelled to go to hell yeah, this guy's I got. Know, a, I can't, there's got a lot a, going on in this really dumb like that's, song. That's some victim shaming that I. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's got a gun smile. A gun smile. Yeah, his mouth is. His uh, eyes were his. His eye. Sorry, his eyes was his tools, and his smile was his gun. Yep. He uh, he opened up his mouth, and it was a gun in there. Yeah, I'm just imagining like the smoke curling up out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bang. <laughs> And then he vanishes as quick as he came. So I think really the takeaway here, when the, you hear this upbeat country-ish song by our good friends Rednecks with an X, you've got to remember that this is like a horrifying demon man mm-hmm. that kills people with his gun mouth. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, you know, if they were to write another one, it would be like... Oh, please don't. Uh, Please don't the, write well, any no, other no, ones. The, the lyrics would be like, <laughs> why did he show up? Why did he stay? That Freddy Krueger, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's just got real uh, poppy songs about murderers. Yeah. I'm going to need some help with this one. This I, don't, I don't know a lot of horror genre stuff. Tore up my children, tore up my friends, took me underwater and gave me the bends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, I got nothing on this one, guys. I knew a gal named Emily Rose. She spun around and vomited blood. <laughs> Climbing on the ceiling, biting <laughs> off toes. <laughs> Where did you come from, Emily Rose? <sighs> Sorry about that. I'll Where did you edit come that from? Right out. Where did you go? Where did you come from? Legion. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be more. Come on, guys, help me out. What are what are some uh, some horror? I mean, there's Jason. Yeah, I don't know anything about Jason. He has a hockey mask and um, he walks slowly. All right. Uh, Maybe this well is dry. Shall yeah. we move on? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we're done here. Roll the game. Oh, 20. We got our first nat 20. I don't remember what that means. Oh, no. I don't know what that means. <laughs> we never <laughs> we had win! a win. Oh, okay. So I wrote down uh, critical success is you don't have to fix anything. You get to read a problem and then just say whatever. Fuck mm. it. Mm. So I'm going to pull one of our... Uh, one of our... Um, crowdsourced sure questions here that i don't have to answer <laughs> when i walk outside with my dog do i become more attractive to girls or is it my dog that's attractive well i think what it is is like you know if you're walking next to somebody less attractive than you you look better so like the, the other guy in the situation is a literal dog the additional information is i don't have a dog that kind of flips it on its ear doesn't it hmm so when you walk outside with your dog specifically, then you just look crazy. Yeah, like are you, you got like, one of those leashes that like yeah. has nothing dog on it. Thing, yeah, and you're a grown ass man. <laughs> no, in that case, no. <laughs> it. <laughs> well, the good news for this one is that we don't have to answer it. That was our freebie. That's a problem that can go unsolved. Fuck that yeah, dogless. That's a take. dumb fucking question. Give me that dice. <laughs> this is how a man rolls. 
Seven. Seven. A lot of odds oh, today. Heaven. Yeah, that's that kind of day. Get off my elevator. This is the uh, elevator pitch segment. Mm. Mm. Since I rolled, do I have to pitch? This bit is home to all of our ideas for sequels, reboots, anime, radio shows, or whatever kind of media the world is sorely lacking. I got a good one for you. Let's hear it. So, this is my Netflix original series called Foot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is about the youths from the 80s Ninja Turtles movies. Um, and it's about how uh, they're troubled teens with uh, very little place to turn for, for help or for guidance. And they're, they're kind of lost. They're troubled. Um, and then they get sucked into a life of crime with an inexplicably gigantic Edo period Japanese gang. Um, and rather than get any sort of support or counseling or help from anyone, they get screamed at by a mob boss with a sword, and then they get the shit beaten out of them by sewer monsters regularly. So this is like Gotham, but for the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, kind of. Uh, and it, it follows around, uh... It's from the perspective of the Foot Clan, just like yeah. goons. It just follows around some of the kids, you know. It's like a documentary about them and and how their life is hard, and like periodically they're missing or dead or stabbed up by you know equal chance to be sewer monsters or Shredder or uh, what was his name? Um, was Shredder's second in command guy? Didn't seem to speak English. Um, in the movies? No, he did speak We're English. We're talking about he, the movies least... only, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first three live-action movies. Okay. He knew how to yell, Attack! Yeah. And Ninja Vanish! And that's really all you need in that career. Tatsu. Tatsu. Master Tatsu. Yeah. Yeah, so it'd just be like Master Tatsu mostly. Like, Shredder's there occasionally, but only in the season-ender episodes. And... Uh, and as soon as you get attached to one of these kids and start to feel for them and start to hope, like, they just get their jaw broken or, like, killed. Irreparably damaged. Or beaten up in an old antique shop and left there to burn to death unconscious. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I find this kind of funny. At least this is what Google is saying. I don't know. I can't claim the validity of it. Um, but the two characters that comprise Tatsu in Japanese literally means to stand up. <laughs> and I do believe in that movie there are more shots of that dude standing up or, like, turning and standing up and saying, like, attack! Or, or some shit like that. Yeah, there's not any scenes where he brought a chair. No. Yeah. Like, unfolds a folding chair, puts it down, sits down, attack! <laughs> attack while I enjoy this tuna on rye which while we're on the topic I just want to talk about a scene in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 The Secret of the Ooze mm -hmm. they are at the TGRI headquarters okay uh, or at least the laboratory um and they're desperately looking for the last vial of ooze the Foot Clan have already taken it and are making their escape Brief, when, brief aside, I think Foot Clan might be a better name for your show than Foot. No, it's just called Foot. All right, continue. In, in uh, italics, <laughs> specifically. Uh, you said italics, but I heard quotation marks in my head. Foot. <laughs> uh, but anyways, in this scene, like the, the Foot Clan, they, they have already found and removed this last vial of ooze. When Tatsu comes up behind the turtles and says something along the lines of, looking for this, like, dude, just leave. <laughs> what, is that, what does it fucking matter with you? Gotta rub it in their faces. Like, you have the shit. These guys kick your ass every time you see them. Like, are you secretly And you're gonna throwing... taunt them. Not right. today. <laughs> like, are you, are you throwing the war in their favor on purpose? Do you hate Shredder? Like... Are you self-sabotaging because you want to get beaten up? Like, this is this is a chance for you to, like, see Shredder and have him hit you again and you like it? Like, Tatsu what? was a double agent. Yeah. Something. I just Guys, I'm going like to blow this his... thing wide open. Okay, go ahead. That was it. Oh. Tatsu was a double agent. I just think the dude gets off on getting beat up. 
That's the only thing that he's makes into sense. it. Yeah, he's way into it, man. Looking you, for this. You oh, sorry. Zip. You, you wouldn't be the head of the Foot Clan unless you like getting your ass beat on the reg. Yeah. Like Shredder, you're getting it from Shredder. You're getting it from the Turtles. I mean, who aren't you getting it from? You and then you go home to your wife. What an asshole. Tatsina. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he's got a foot fetish? Oh, he's definitely. Yeah, I think that's all. How does he I think get any work done? I don't know, man. That would be the most distracting. It's on all their clothes and stuff. 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 Yeah. I tried to say stuff and shit at the same time. <laughs> stuff. Oh man. I like this. I like this. I like this idea. I think it's. Uh, I think it's a good one. Oh, the the Netflix series. Yeah, the ne- for foot. Yeah. Yeah. You did kind of... Um, They'd have to play that thing where they never, ever, ever show the damn turtles, though, because right. licensing. Yeah, you just see, like, a sword come down on somebody, right. and then, like, a like a weird foot walking away. Mm-hmm. Well, like like I, like I Gotham. They don't ever show Batman, right? Or in oh, the, they don't? In, in the Venom... I don't know. I've never watched it. I haven't either. In the Venom, Venom movie, they don't got Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, that's right, I guess. Or, yeah. like, all of Smallville, where they never, ever show Superman actually as Superman. Garfield without Garfield. Peripheral characters. Hey, we can throw away another question, because that's a nat 20. No kidding. Why would we do that? I don't know. I'm rolling again. Why would we do that? 10. 10? Okay. Besides looking up people, what do cops use the laptops in their cars for? I imagine they have a lot of paperwork to fill out whenever they do anything, and they pro- but that's, you know, that's no fun. Um, I mean, that's pretty fun. I think that they are future-proofing. Stay with me here. I think they're future-proofing so that they can remote hack a car in front of them. Can you elaborate a little bit? Yeah, so, like, uh, this is uh, Unit 74. Uh, I'm in pursuit. There's a uh, vehicle swerving around a lot ahead of me in the road, like, more than they should. Uh, I'm beginning to begin uh, become suspicious. Uh, I'm going to attempt a manual takeover of their vehicle from my car. Uh, this is dispatch, and uh, uh, what? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna use my laptop here in the car. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to hack their car so I can drive it from here. Um, I what? <laughs> yeah, here this, I go. This, this is then... uh, this is dispatch part two. Uh, are you sure that uh, <laughs> you've got time to uh, talk this much while you're driving and using a laptop? Uh, yeah, I let the computer drive. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got a night rider situation going on over here, and they're like, "Oh no, no you really don't. <laughs> you super don't." <laughs> yeah, but I'll be, I'll be, I'll be ready. Uh, it's when cool, it comes guys. Over. I'm, I'm driving with my knees. Anyways, I'm gonna try to hack yeah. this car. Oh yeah. Mhm. Shit. Oh, I've got root access to their wheels. <laughs> oh. Ah. Okay. All right. I'm gonna have to. Oh, I'm gonna have to run a PHP exploit in PowerShell and then bash their hubcaps. <laughs> okay, I think I'm in. And I have been in a ditch for a while. <laughs> mean, meanwhile, the guys in the erratically driving car are like, guys, it's the cops behind us. I think they're trying to hack us. Let's get out of here. I can't. I can't move. I'm losing control of the vehicle. <laughs> There's a loading screen on the windshield. I don't even know how this happens. <laughs> the, the steering wheel got deleted. <laughs> I'm going to have to reboot the steering wheel. <laughs> Mr. Kawasaki's going to kill me. <laughs> if I don't have those TPS reports in. <laughs> uh, you know, these Japanese management types. Uh, yeah, that's what I think they're using them for, though. Yeah, I, I think that they they believe that there will come a day where they can hack the other cars. They they I mean, yeah, I think they're just playing Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's ironic. Yeah, I think they're just playing Grand Theft Auto. Why? What why if, not? What if it's practice? A, it's simulation. What if there's a cops only <laughs> reverse Grand Theft Auto? There <laughs> totally could be that we don't know about. Where like they are playing on their closed system. Yeah, you just play as a cop 
in Grand Theft and like, Auto. Yeah, give out tickets and pull mm-hmm. people over and shit, and then yeah. shoot them. They can call it Crackdown Three. Yeah, that's a that's an okay one. Chris, you want to take a crack at that? Um, Larceny Subpoena Auto <laughs> Five, Vice City. All right. Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, I was gonna go. No shit. <laughs> I think I think that we're glossing over the most obvious answer to this. Yeah, which is that they're using those laptops to fill out job applications for something <laughs> else. <laughs> uh, are there Miranda wrongs? Oh, uh, no, there aren't. I guess uh, everything I that isn't a Miranda right. There should be a character named Miranda Wright. There shouldn't. No one should ever do that. It's a bad idea. That's a bad, bad, bad idea. Strike it from the record. But she's a plucky devil may care reporter mm-hmm. who just wants to expose the truth of, of the situation in her city. Single female lawyer. Now yeah. if you can if you can finagle this somehow into a male character, then that could be one of the Bond boys. Mm. Mm. There's Miranda Wright and her love interest. Fifth Amendment Jones. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Flashy Fred O'Houlihan, but uh, which okay. <laughs> you you look at that name, and admittedly, it's not very good. But then again, I think it's pretty. Great. But then again, Pussy Galore. They weren't even trying. No, like and... they there came a point where they were just like, "Fuck it, who cares." <laughs> like the editor took a pass at that and was like, uh, "You've written the uh, the love interest. Their name is uh, Pussy Galore." And the writer was like, "Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> you were actively masturbating. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. All right. Well, uh, this is my last day, so I'm gonna just go ahead and give this a uh, stamp. Boom. Fuck here, everything. Here you are, Mister Broccoli. Get I'm gonna the fuck go out. home and shoot myself." <laughs> By the way, your last name is Broccoli. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. That was a wicked burn. I'm trying to figure out which uh, movie Pussy Galore was in. Goldfinger. Okay. Goldfinger. James Bond 2, The Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> James Bond Jr. Jr. <laughs> I think we can figure out the secret of his ooze. He drank the whole vial of ooze. It's chlamydia. He's become a super shredder. Stop it, you fool. You'll kill us all. <laughs> all right, next bit. I don't think Splinter's Hold alive. On. I know Splinter's alive. Hold on. I got... Here we go. Mikey! User... Teshberger? Gave this movie a 4 out of 10 on IMDb. Goldfinger? Mm-hmm. I respect Goldfinger for what it did for film, and I respect that. Which was that, what? Bring in money? That's, it's also <laughs> the most important Bond film as far as formula goes. But I just can't help but feel completely confused by its popularity. Connery is pretty much the only highlight of the film, so you know this person's using some really interesting uh, yep. criteria for what yep. makes a good film. I can tell they went to film school. <laughs> Today we're going to cover Connery. Yes, it's only one lecture. Goldfinger lacks the suspense and intrigue Dr. No and From Russia With Love had, as well as the well-staged action. The plot of Goldfinger, while good on paper, is executed without any type of suspense or buildup. Everything just sort of, quote, happens. Goldfinger himself is also highly overrated as a villain. Even the most cartoonish of villains like Scaramanga... Yeah. All right, how'd I do on that one? Yep, sounds okay. great. Yeah, that's how and, it was said in the movie. And Drax. Drax? Yeah, from the... Uh, from the Guardians of the Guardians Galaxy. Of the Galaxy. Yeah. 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 It was a Bond I had, villain. I had forgotten about that. Yeah. He, that actor actually did play a Bond villain. Dave Bautista, he didn't say anything, I think, but he got thrown off a train. Yeah, and he also played Drax as Drax in Bond. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, another overrated aspect in my eyes is Pussy Galore. What's so great about her? She does next to nothing the whole film, and she is regarded as one of, if not the best Bond girl. I guess it's just the name. I think because she's a more pure distillate of the idea of a Bond girl. Oh, this gets fun. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Pussy galore. It like 
Yeah, they say, I guess it's just the name. All in all, I find Goldfinger completely unremarkable. It lacks the suspense and well-executed plot of the previous two films and the sheer fun later films had. Five out of ten. Also, it's titled Goldfinger. They gave this movie four out of ten stars and then finished their review with five five out of ten. It's like, now that I'm thinking about that pussy galore, I'm going to give them an extra star. That's a pretty good name. I'm going to give you one and a half out of five stars for your review. I'm going to review your review. Anyway, let's roll. It is Ben's turn. It is Ben's turn. Take you know, last time thing. you said you wanted me to roll all of them. Oh, did I? Yep. Oh, shit. All right, we'll just do that. It's then. quite all right. 18. Uh, evens. Evens are... Stevens? St- evens are Stevens. Steven! Hey! You gotta do this one. What? Come here, Steve. No! <clears throat> Come on. I'm busy. What are you doing? I'm building a rowboat. Where? Over here? What is this fiction that you have made on the Steven. spot? Steven. No, it's not fiction. It's Steve. He's building a boat over there. It sounds like Steven. Yeah, with an E-A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's... Yep. That's why the boat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not a very good Everybody's joke. Everybody's on board. The boat. The boat. Mm-hmm. Please read something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Save us from this god-awful banter. I'm, I'm looking for a good one. In the, in the future, I'll have good ones prepared. Here we go. Here we go. you go like this one. Um, why doesn't gravity pull down sea animals to the ocean floor? Uh, uh, they're immune. Steady diet of balloons. <laughs> they're immune. They're immune to gravity. They're immune to gravity. Then why don't they float up through the? I don't think the they've learned that they. The I don't. I don't think that they like realize that they can yet. Dave, why don't they float up through the ocean roof? Why don't they float up through the ocean roof? Well, the the roof of the ocean is actually pretty like rocky and rigid and thatch. Yeah, like uh, just. What I think we're the other part that I think we might be missing is that they're vampires. They can't go out in the sun. Hang on, all, I've got all sea life all sea are life. vampires. Yeah, I've got a guy for this one. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, Ralph. Yeah. Oh, here we go. <gasps> oh boy. Hello. Yes, I'm, I'm Ralph. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, Hi, Ralph. Hello. I'm a marine biologist. Oh. Yes. What was that again? A marine biologist. Oh. Yes, I use the I say biology and ist on the end. I use both suffixes. Aloud, I'm an academic. I uh, well, well, I, Ralph, I, did you hear the question? I uh, read it back to me. Okay, I already deleted I th- it. But... I thought it. Oh no! Why? Why have you done this? <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> uh, why? Why don't all uh, ocean animals sink to the bottom? Oh yes. Why doesn't gravity pull ocean animals to the bottom? Yes. Ah. Uh, well, here's the thing. Your question is based on a false premise. It says, why doesn't it? Which predicates that it does not. It does, in fact. Oh. Uh, there, There is in, in the Atlantic Ocean, uh, there's what's called the sea spring that is constantly vomiting forth a new spew of animals that travel in a parabolic arc through the ocean before they land in the other sea on the other part of the planet and sink down into a hole. <laughs> Is that what the Mariana Trench is all about? Yes. It's, it's a, just chock full of animals. It is a hole that well, consumes and recycles animals to be later shot out again at the other end. <laughs> it's the same animals it's, over. There's really only like 40 fish. It's a lot like SeaWorld. Yes. Mm. Except it's just regular sea. Yeah. It's yes. just the sea. Ironically, SeaWorld is much smaller than a world and a sea. Mm-hmm. I've never been. Co-ops. You've never been SeaWorld? No. Hmm. Same. Yes, well, anyways, uh, is there anything else you need of me? Um. No. No, I think you nailed it. All right, then. I'll be taking my oceanic knowledge and gobs and gobs of free money that Don't I distribute Don't you mean oceanicist? Elsewhere. <laughs> Dude, I need what? Oceanicist? Gonna what? kayak off into the sunset. <laughs> I'm going to put on my pith helmet and tighten my khaki everything and paddle away. Now, if you head out on a boat, what stops 
gravity from pulling you to the bottom of the ocean. Or magic. Boat magic. No, just regular kind. I, I just... I wave my fingers thusly, and I shout, Yabros Cadabra! And then I do not sink. Are you the only person in a boat that doesn't sink? Are or do, do the... all sailors know this magic? I'm very confused. Are you the only person whose nose I have here in my hand? It's a bit of ocean magic here. I'll return that. Oh, thank you. Yes, Abracadabra. <laughs> Ninja vanish. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite sound effect of all time. I might just splice that in there. All right, bye, Ralph. Thank you. No, no, no troubles. Ah, all right. I'm back. Welcome back. Hey, yeah. How was Ralph? Uh, great. Yeah, good. <laughs> so we, good. We learned a lot. Cool. About the the, the ocean the facts. Sea siphon or whatever the <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <clears throat> did we did we fix the problem? Was that the oh. point? It is called the go Round. <laughs> the Marianne Go Round. Oh my god! It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I really didn't know how I felt about that whole thing until just now. <laughs> now I know how I feel. It's empty inside. <laughs> Uh, I've got one here for you. Roll or no roll. Yeah, let's hear it, man. Would God interfere if I attained immortality? Hmm. Hmm. Talk about a question that presupposes some things. Right. Well, obviously. um... Well, okay. I think we need to break this into two sections. Yeah. Does God exist? Does God not exist? Well, for the sake of the question, let's assume that he does. Okay. She does. Let's assume that she exists. And let's assume also that immortality is possible. Um, I think I think it's going to come down to how you achieve immortality. Is this some kind of profane ritual or is this just like a really good ice cream sandwich that you found? That happens to imbue immortality. If it has anything to do with turning little girls into dogs, you you you're you're I know done. What you're talking about yeah, you're done. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm picking up your reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have a lot of questions here. A, how long are you living before you decide I must be immortal? Hmm, I'm gonna say about forty. Just you hit 40 and you're like, oh, I'm never going to die. I'm never dying. Oh, like, you're not saying I must become immortal. You're saying I must be, I must, I must be. already be yeah, immortal how, because like, I haven't died yet. How do you find out you're immortal? Like, does, you know, you, uh, somebody cuts you with a sword and you're like, oh, I'm going to die. Oh, it's healing magically. Hey, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Does immortal mean invulnerable? Well, can can you still get killed by a sword? But it does would say, otherwise live forever? It does say immortal, so like not mortal. Unkillable. Mo- yeah, like that those two things seem linked to me. Okay. Like that's fine. I just, I just want to know how, yeah. how many how many balls are in play here. Well, I, I, yeah, it doesn't say conditionally immortal. It just mm. says immortal. <laughs> that would be another question. It's like, <laughs> well, this is the amulet of immortality. You wear it and you are immortal. Unless and Unless you are poisoned, stabbed, shot, age, uh, eat something you're allergic to. Spears are okay; they don't yeah. hurt you. Get too hot, get too cold, drown. <laughs> Live to be more than 110. <laughs> Wait, so this is just a really nice necklace? Oh, it's not even that nice. <laughs> it says straight pimping. <laughs> it's plastic. <laughs> How much did you want for this again? Your immortality bling is uh, <laughs> a little bit of my little bit of a stretch there. <laughs> so here's, yeah, here's God, the, here's God the, would slap that ugly shit right off your neck. Yeah, yes. you'd be done. <laughs> but here's like he assumes also that he's the only person gain, like trying to attain immortality. There's got to be other people if it's possible. Well, then, like, how do like does God? Come down, and he's like, hey, everybody, quick, 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 earth meeting. Everybody quick, together. Quick huddle. Uh, that we dude got was everybody immortal, here? and I interfered. Yeah. I just need you all to know. 
uh, all right, God out. <laughs> yeah, but like, doesn't that like? Because I mean, put just that sound effect. Given again. the nature, <laughs> given the nature of con- humans in conflict, doesn't that just like mean we're gonna have like an ultimate showdown level of ultimate destiny for immortality versus defeating God? Hmm. So it's the immortals versus God to stop him <clears throat> interfering. Yeah. Uh, in this case, like we're hoping for a really toned down God. Right. How do you know who wins? Mm. Like uh, if they are truly immortal, given the guidelines that we or not right, guidelines, yeah. but the criteria right. that we just laid down. If it's unconditional, even God can't kill them. Right. right. Could God create someone so strong he couldn't he kill, couldn't him? kill them? <laughs> Could God microwave a person so immortal that even he couldn't? eat them to death does god enjoy a burrito every now and again all these questions and more and the unprovable hour man i didn't know we were gonna get this deep tonight yeah um hey look at this orange thing hey look at that it's got facets and like numbers on them i'm gonna i'm gonna put it down okay 14 that's another christian another christian (laughs) all right kill him he might be immortal Careful, he's born again. All right, I'm gonna. This is sort of germane, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it because you said the word Christian. This question. <laughs> I did this it again. Question. This question is: uh, Why do Christian films make me angry? Further details. <laughs> well, because they're terrible. <laughs> Hang on. There's additional details. A few years ago, I tried to watch God's Not Dead. I couldn't even get through half of the movie. My family has shamed me for feeling this way towards these types of movies. Why do I get angry with these types of movies? And is it okay for me to be angry at them? Are you angry at the movie, or are you angry because your parents, like, chide you for not buying into it? Yeah, who hurt you? Yeah. <laughs> is it okay for me to be angry? Show <laughs> me on the VHS where, this, where, where you were hurt. Ooh, I need to stop doing that. Yeah, no, Ooh, I mean, like, oh. I, I, I also have watched movies so bad they've made me angry. Yeah. Yeah, I have sure. too. Off the top of my head, I can think of... Uh... The Room. I haven't seen The Room. It made me... Like, I don't know why I was so angry, but when I finished that movie, I was very angry. Mostly uh, probably because it's garbage and a waste of a good two hours or whatever. Pottersville. Ugh, I haven't seen that. The most inexplicably star-studded but horrible movie I've ever watched all the way through. I, oh. I can't explain how that movie was made. I have a better one. It's like the Hallmark Channel tried to write an X-Files episode and then like also like was masturbating while watching It's a Wonderful Life. It just doesn't like that movie is so weird. It was horrible. Southland Tales. Unfamiliar. It stars The Rock. And basically anyone that's been in Saturday Night Live ever. How long do I have to keep calling him The Rock? Um, I'm fine with it. Like, I just want to call him Dwayne Johnson. And ad infinitum. I mean, Dwayne Johnson, okay, sure. But I think when you come out colloquially as The Rock and that sticks, like well, that's... He, he took the indefinite article. There can't, like, he he took a really common thing and called him The That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, so did a prison and... You know, you can't you can't be Dwayne A. Rock Johnson. <laughs> this is a little bit of... A Rock. The a, only one. A little bit of a tangent here, but was there any wrestler that came out as The Paper and just, like, flat or out the destroyed Caesars. him? Flat out yeah. over The Paper. Yeah. Uh, their victory over the rock would have, yeah, I see, I see, on the scissors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm leaning on your guys' wealth of knowledge about professional wrestling, and you're, you're giving me nothing I think, here. I think we've met it. <laughs> yeah, I have risen to the level of my incompetence on this one. All right, well, in that case, I'm Joyce. Uh, you're, wow. I'm Joyce. Joyce. Joyce, nice yes. to meet you. Pleasure's all mine. I'm uh, Flashy Fred. I'm I'm just I'm Joyce going to assume. (laughs) Here on Fixers Inc., we talk good. I'm just gonna assume that there was a wrestler called the Paper that defeated him so completely (laughs) that he took to acting. He took to acting. He's like, I can never go back. 
I can't go back. I can't show my face there because of the paper. Wasn't that funny? Uh, no. no. <laughs> it didn't help that it took me an extra 30 seconds to get it out of my mouth. Christian movie's bad. Yeah. Here's a is, it, is it okay to here's be mad the, at here's the, here's the fix. Your parents are wrong, and you're doing just fine. Now watch other religious movies. Watch a bunch of Hindi movies. Mm-hmm. Make your parents watch them too. Watch a bunch of Muslim movies. Watch a whole bunch of Shinto movies. All right. Before we move on, I do I do want to flip Shinto this question awesome. really quick. Is there a good Christian film out there? Like, I know that none of us have probably mm. seen one, but can we live in a world that allows such a thing? A good Christian film. A good film. Christian film. Um, Veggie Tales. No. No, that's the opposite of good. <laughs> I know of uh, uh, good Christian fun. Okay. But that's just a podcast. That's not a movie. Uh, no, that's a porno. Mm. Um, I mean, that does that is included in movies. So, was it good? I didn't get all the way through it. Okay. Uh, I just kind of lost interest after I'm, a few yeah, minutes like, for some I, reason. I, I'm I'm just going through a, few, a uh, list of things and going a little. Um. Huh. A good Christian movie. I mean, I guess you could consider like, um, Mouse and the Motorcycle. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> Mouse and the Motorcycle. I still haven't seen that movie. Um, I was gonna say uh, the Chronicles of Narnia. Okay. All right. Um, that's a that's a gray area. Yep. Chris is making some sounds. He is making some sounds. Mm. I'm gonna. I gotta. I'm I mean, gonna choke down that has idea. Has anyone seen Noah or Passion of the Christ? Or... <laughs> I have seen Passion of the Christ. Yeah, was that good? Mm, no, no, and no. that had a huge. Fucking I mean, it, budget. It, yeah, I was gonna say it had a good like production value. Yeah. I wouldn't call it, it was like it was like pornography, violence, pornography. Yeah. So to me, that's not not really desirable to watch. Um. So I guess subjectively, no, it was not a good movie. It wasn't something that I would ever go back to watch again. Um, I, I think what, I, what I'm trying to ask is just like, can this movie exist? Do okay. You, do you think that... Let us now turn this into Get Out of My Elevator. <laughs> Glover, I need a script for a good Christian movie on my desk by five. Uh, um, uh, Christ in space. Uh, Jesus has been uh, sent into space to see if he can walk on a volume of water that's suspended uh, in zero gravity, and he can. Uh, and then they run out of food, and, and he has to feed everybody by by uh, having one freeze-dried astronaut food and making it be enough for all the astronauts. And, uh, 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 and then... Um, I can't do it. I can't. It can't be done. You've asked too much of me. <laughs> Christ in space. I would watch that. Uh, yeah. I think Mel Brooks did something very similar once. Oh. Yeah, that was my pick for director. Mm-hmm. Oh, then that would be great. Yeah. Does Life of Brian count as a Christian movie? Oh. Uh, it was Christian adjacent. Adjacent. And that was kind yeah. of the point. Yeah, it it was more of a hey, let's poke fun at this ridiculous thing. So does that count? Can we count that? I think it's as close as we're gonna. I get. think it's as, All right. Yeah. Well, question asker, whoever you are, if you're out there, check and you out the hear life this, of Brian. Go watch the life of Brian, or burn down your house. Yep. Yeah. Either one. It's okay to be angry, mm-hmm. and it's okay to burn down your house. Satan forgives you. He just doesn't forget. Let me, let me do. Go ahead. What do? Here Roll we go. Up. It's the number four. Which is another thing. Another another one of these things. Good. <clears throat> All right. Hmm. I saved these so long ago, I can't remember what any of them are about. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Try this one on for size. 
Check out these slacks. Has there ever been a successful in history? <laughs> try again. <laughs> maybe, maybe try again. Edit. I originally meant to ask Wall, but I like this question better. <laughs> so they recognized that they fucked up and left a word out, and they just kept it that Has way. Has there ever been a successful Wall in history? Mm-hmm. Uh... All right. <laughs> a lot of presuppositions in this one, too. What makes a successful wall? Are you talking about border walls a la Berlin and the southern United States and China? Um, and given, uh, given the timing, I would assume that it has to do with border walls. Yeah. Um, but I... God, I, I really like the question. Has there ever been a successful in history? I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then, no. Let's let's uh, let's focus in on walls, then. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I would. I the Wailing Wall seems to have done well for itself over the years. Mm -hmm. Done Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Um. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Yeah. Walmart. Walmart Walmart as well. Yeah. A lot of good Um, walls there. All pretty successful. Let me think. The walls that keep my house from falling on me. Right, yeah, these very walls around us now. I feel like that is successful as far as, like, wall standards go. Walter Cronkite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Walmo. Is that Elmo's older brother? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but these are all things that are fine today. Are, will they be historically? Walmo will, as long as God doesn't find out. <laughs> the immortal Walmo. <laughs> Walmo, the undefeated. The undefeated. The inscrutable Walmo. I really like the idea of the Muppet Elmo having this older brother that you never hear about, who is like this immortal. It's a wall puppet. Abomination against God. Walmo comes back and like he's pretty much Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> he shows up at Sesame Street like, "Where is Elmo?" And they're like, "Uh, he's he's uh I, he's I don't I don't know where he is." He he's counting like, to five. Like he picks Big Bird Whoa. up by the scruff of his feathers. Where is Elmo? <laughs> I don't know. You're asking the wrong bird. Uh. Like, just goes on a rampage through Sesame Street, like, kicking stuff over, and then finally, like, has a talk with Snuffleupagus and gets his head right. Mm. <laughs> Why was he after Elmo? He just wanted to see him. He's Mrs. Brother. <laughs> He's threatening people all over Sesame Street. Yep. He just wants to see his brother. It's been a while. And he looks exactly like Elmo, but, like, built like a brick shit house and eight feet tall. I was thinking yeah. but black, like, just black fur, mm. just pitch black. Mm. Mm. It's not a race thing. Don't look at me like that. No, it started out sounding that way, and then like you fixed it. And, like yeah. I get where you were coming from. He, and he's I, a Muppet. I, I think you meant. I think you meant genuine there. I just imagined him as being a big Elmo, but small, muscly, and eight feet tall. I guess I was also kind of picturing like, him as as like a greaser. Yeah. So he's got like a leather jacket on. He's got the slicked over hair. I want to meet your image of Walmo <laughs> halfway. He is a greaser version of elmo who is eight feet tall and 400 pounds okay and it's all just pure sumo style muscle but also he has two claymores as a like strapped in an x on his back oh god and uh today's episode is brought to you by the letter x Shing! <laughs> today i'm gonna teach you kids how to keep your blade sharp and your mind sharper it's me walmo <laughs> it's me randy savage <laughs> Randy Savage is Walmo's voice. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. Brothers and sisters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's... It Today's doesn't... episode brought to you by the number four. <laughs> Oscar the Grouch, you get out of here. I got no time for your attitude. Snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> it's me, Walmo. Yeah. This, this took a turn that I was not anticipating at all. Not that I anticipated any of them, I guess. There's been a lot of wrestlers in this episode. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we talked about mm-hmm. Theruk. Uh, what do feral Muppets look like? 
Ooh. Animal. Mm, fuck. Done. We're done. <laughs> We're done. Ans- answered. Fuck. I got, I got like a sixteenth of the way into like, a syllable there. Hey. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, oh. Yeah. No. They've. They. Yeah. It's covered. They've got him. Oh. He's there. He's been there. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Where did animal come from? Parents. Like, what are you looking for here? Like, what country? So, most of the Muppets, they, now they, that is they live at or around a Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. The feral Muppets, are they from, like... Ah, okay, I see where you're I want to say there saying. was a backstory for Animal, but for the life of me, I cannot recall it. Like, it's either he was, well, like, in the, the, like, Sesame Jungle and they adopted him, or, like, he got hit in the head real hard when he was a kid. If there is an official backstory, I think we need to choose to ignore it right now. Because we're, we're about to fix it. <laughs> oh, yeah, we haven't really fixed shit, have no, we? No, we really haven't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you we kidding me, guys? Sesame Street. Yeah. We fixed all kinds of stuff today. We figured out why the animals in the ocean are all mm-hmm. sitting at the bottom. Uh, that's the only thing I can remember that we did. Just that one. We talked about uh, we talked about Christian Dang, that was a 16. Oh, how did that happen to that? Weird. All right, that's that's another another even. So that's another question. Do you want to pick one, Chris? Yeah. You want to look over my... Yeah, give me a list. Uh, I imagine <clears throat> that the person who wrote this was a vampire. Um why didn't ancient statues have really big dongs? <laughs> <laughs> they did. They eroded over time. As they do. As Is they there do. any any more to that? Was that the whole uh, thing? Let me see if there was. If there might have been some follow up. I can't unlock your rectangle. Uh, was the size of a man's manhood not as big of a deal as it is today, Blay? <laughs> they didn't write Blay, but it's implied. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that it's. Yeah, you can kind of get it in the subtext. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So why aren't there statues out there with really big dongs? Again, we're presupposing that there aren't. Uh, I I actually can uh, objectively tell you that there are. Yeah, there absolutely are. Yeah. Uh, but why aren't there more? Because looking up... Google image search for Futa statue is uh oh boy, definitely the best idea I've had all day. Yep, there goes your history. You know it's actually not as bad as I thought it was gonna be because uh. it mostly just auto corrected to like laughing Buddha, Bodai statue. Um, why would it do this? I don't know. <laughs> I, this question is is from a screenshot that I took. So I can't really access any of these links, but the the best comment here comes from user Dongpocalypse, <laughs> and it says Romans saw large penises as brutish and grotesque. <laughs> Roman men, maybe. And his name is Dongpocalypse. Dongpocalypse, I salute you. Yeah, I just I think they must be referring to like the Greek and Roman classic statues that you see, you know, Michelangelo's David or whatever. Yeah. You know? I mean that is the first one that comes to mind. So why why doesn't David have a bigger dick? Well, I mean, maybe they weren't trying to lie about their shit. Right. Maybe in the time of like, you know, maybe it was cold, all maybe right? It was, yeah, I mean, maybe it was just fucking cold. Shrinkage <laughs> is a thing, you know? <laughs> Not everyone's hanging brain real, pro- you know, real, real confidently every single day. Here's the thing, and here's here's where I think this is going. <laughs> I think if there were a bunch of massively donged statues out there, that the men creating them would be selling themselves short and misrepresenting themselves to the population at large, and that would just lead to a lot of letdown. I used to carve marble statues. Oh. And uh, let me tell you, the first the first girl I was ever intimate with, she was uh, very disappointed because um, I, you know, this was her first uh-huh. her first experience, you know, mine too, and uh, she thought that mine would be made of marble. Well, and it was not. It was 
made of flesh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know how that sentence was going to end. So I didn't I was, either. I was on I the was, edge of my seat I was there. making decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it was made of granite. <laughs> yeah, so I'm imagining like some some fellow living in Rome around this time or whatever. And let's just say, help me come up with a name for this guy. Biggest dickus. Flashy Fred. We'll just call him Fred. There you go. Fredicus. Flashy Fredicus. Fredicus is well endowed. And so he starts sculpting his own, mm-hmm. you know, big yeah. dick statue. And he's getting ready to premiere it right <laughs> after Michael He's doing that thing where he's holding Michael up o. his own wiener and like <laughs> looking at it with his thumb in front of it and like. Really? Yeah, I got to make the proportions right on this. Uh, like eyeballing the thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you just gotta you just gotta take that hunk of marble and carve away anything that's not a dick. Yep. That's what they teach you in marble sculpting school. So he's getting ready to premiere his statue, and right before he does, Michelangelo comes out with his famous statue. And, you know, real teeny tiny. And so Fredicus is like, Ooh, this puts me in an odd position. You know, how do you how do you follow up that act where everybody thinks this statue is really great by showing up with an even bigger dick statue? Like it just <laughs> seems like he, he had the solution ready to go. It's, but isn't that kind of like showing up to the truck rally with the biggest tires and truck nuts on your uh, truck? But you see an S10 go by and yeah. you're like, oh, I'm worried. <laughs> right. But you got a lifted F150 with fucking yeah. spiked nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, don't want to get into. I don't want to get into bitching truck mods again. <laughs> you know what it was? There was this assumption, like we have with truck nuts and people that drive big trucks nowadays. This <clears throat> the the bigger the dick on your statue, the smaller your actual dick. Yeah. That's so there, there's an inverse. At. Okay. Yeah. We we got there. Mm-hmm. There's an inverse yeah, yeah. relationship here, where it's like the smaller you carve that dick, they assume you you must be packing. Well, I don't know, because, like, it's not the guys who drive the tiny cars where you're like, oh, he must be super confident. It's the guys who drive the huge cars where you're like, oh, he must be compensating. So it seems like if you carved big dick statues, we would assume you have a little dick. Mm -hmm. But, like, your intent would be reversed from that like if you carved a big dick statue you'd be like this is just how they look i've only ever seen one i just assumed they were all huge uh yeah just hang on let me get out let me get out my dry erase board i'm gonna do a flow chart here let me let me me walk this back a little bit too we're also talking about like if we're gonna stick with just the greek and roman empires a time where nudity was just a fucking thing so i mean Everyone had pretty intimate knowledge of each other's business because nudity really wasn't taboo. And yet, they had to draw modest dongs. Well, I mean, draw true to life, man. Modest dongs is my favorite indie band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't think of anything. I had nothing. I was trying to come out of a song <laughs> that Modest Dongs has done. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for Fixers Incorporated today. Uh, we don't have any sponsors or anything, so just just thank you. You did good. You listened to it all. You made it all the way to the end. Not everyone can say that. Just you. Today's episode was brought to you by the number four. Next time you see a four, be like, Hey, Fixers! You sponsored that thing, and it won't respond. It will not <laughs> acknowledge you. If it does... Please get it on video. If it does, and it starts flirting with you, you know, it's going to lead to some foreplay. Ah. <laughs> oh, man. That's how you know oh. we're done. That is how you know we're done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does anyone want to come up with a good sign-off line for us? <clears throat> Bye! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Seattle, and good night. Dave, what do you got? You got something to throw in there? Over and out. 
What if each of us just has a parting thought? Like, just a quick one-sentence thought. Dave, give us a parting thought. Aquamarine is the worst color. Ben? I wish I could keep a squirrel for a pet. I haven't sent anything in an envelope in a very long time. Good night. Da-da-da-da-da-da.